So in this episode, we are going to talk about Christmas. But specifically, we want to talk about can Christmas, can December be both holy and happy at the same time? Welcome back to Parenting to Impress, your go-to podcast to learn practical ways to love God and love others and impress this on the hearts of your children. I am your host, Heidi Franz, and I am joined by my dear friend, Melanie Simpson, two moms who have made a lot of mistakes, but have found grace and truth along the way. Melanie, I love your starting question, holy and happy, because typically I feel like we are either really doing a good job on the holy, but the happiness is kind of waned or vice versa. In a lot of ways, it feels like they are opposites. But I think when we look at scripture um, and we look at the overarching theme of the Bible, they're meant to be hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, God's, I God's intent for us is to be joyful, to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens while we are in the process of becoming holier. Right. Yeah. But I think in, in looking over December, our goal is to get that gift that's going to make our child happy. But then as Christians, we have the stress of thinking, but I've got to make it holy. Right. I've got to change <laughs> lives in these 31 days. Right. December has it has to be the best month exactly. uh, as far as a Christian family. Exactly. Yeah. So it's our Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well said. Thanks. So I guess what we want to start out with then are what are some practical tools that um, we can pass on to the people that are listening to make December holy and happy. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of really fun ideas. Okay. So let's start with just some practical things, some fun things that they can do with kids to build the anticipation, to build the excitement. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like a child getting excited about Christmas Day. Their, Their excitement can fill a room. So there are a plethora of ideas. If you go on Pinterest, you could spend days looking at all the ideas. But one of the things that I'm going to encourage you to do is don't get bogged down with a bunch of ideas. Instead, just choose one and run with it. And then next year, maybe try a different one. But here are a couple that I have used in my house, and we have found them to be simple yet very impactful. And one of them is what I call hay for Jesus. I know that sounds really strange, hay for Jesus. But what you're doing is you are building a hay bed for Jesus to to be in when he is born on Christmas Day. And you can use real hay. You can use ornamental grass. um, You can even use strips of paper. And every time that you see your child loving or being kind, you give them a piece of hay to go put on maybe on your table or um, on a coffee table or put on your hearth. And then you see how much hay can you build before Jesus comes on December 25th and then add a doll and and celebrate Jesus's birth. I love that. And I think that you have a recipe too, don't you, for, um, it looks like a bird's nest. I think it's actually for another um, season, but um, we used to make them as hay for G- like hay beds. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. The Easter yes, and using what, yeah. them with M Ms and making like an Easter mm-hmm. bird's nest. Mm-hmm. So, just, so you use those for beds for mm-hmm. Jesus. So just leave out the M Ms, obviously, because right. there weren't any eggs in there with Jesus. Right. But 
Right. But yeah, but they they do just look like little bales of hay and you can actually make them more rectangular if you wanted to as well oh, or whatever. Yeah. So Okay, we will include that recipe in the show notes. And that recipe is super simple to do with kids also. Yeah. So the bed for Jesus is a great one to do with young kids. Um, another idea is the Christmas workbook that's available for purchase on the ABC Jesus Loves Me website. And that was one where every day of the month you add a Lego to a structure that you're creating and it ends up building a Christmas tree. And on each Lego is a name of Jesus or a characteristic of Jesus. And I've got to tell you, this was one of my favorites to do with the kids is every night they would add another Lego. So Jesus is love, Jesus is king, Jesus is Emmanuel. And then the workbook includes different activities that you can do, or you can strictly just do the Lego. If you don't have Legos, that's fine. I've seen moms who have just taken strips of paper and put them onto a poster board and created the tree that way. But it's a really fun countdown to Christmas. I love that. We even did um, the paper chain. Yes. Um, And so we had 25, but what we did is we wrote an attribute of God on that, Mm -hmm. and then we added the chain as a garland on the Christmas tree. Perfect. So by Christmas Day, we had 25 links with 25 attributes, and you know, getting to talk about those things with your kids is Mm -hmm. just such a such a delight. Okay, Heidi. So number two kind of directs us back to um, one of the foundational phrases of ABC Jesus Loves Me and Parenting to Impress, which is begin with the end in mind. And when our kids are little, that's when we're laying a foundation. So number two really has to do with putting down a layer of helping our kids understand the true purpose of Christmas, which is... Um, it's not about the gifts. It's not about getting things. I mean, that's fun, right? For sure. Who doesn't love a gift or whatever? But if we really want to focus our child's hearts towards Christ and towards the gospel, um, it's about sharing that love with other people. It's giving. Mm -hmm. And that Jesus is the greatest gift of all. But I think kids get very confused because they are they are hearing from us, what do you want for Christmas? What gifts do you want? Go online and look and, and show me pictures of what you want. But then just seconds later, we're saying, but it's not about the gifts, it's about Jesus. And so in their little minds, they're going, now, wait a second, it's not about the gifts, but you're asking me for a gift list mm-hmm. and you're saying it's about Jesus. What am I supposed to do with this conflicting yeah. message that I am receiving? And even more than that, Heidi, is it bad to, you know, to want to receive a gift? Like, is there anything yeah. wrong with that? That's a good question. And I think it's easy for us as Christian parents to let fear lead so that we throw the baby out with the bathwater instead of going, okay, gifts are not bad. Giving is not bad. Jesus was the greatest example of this. We have the three wise men who gave gifts to Jesus when he was a toddler, which gives us this um, idea of the gift giving. It's when it consumes us, when that is our total focus. So let me give you an idea that um, a family that I grew up with did is they had a happy birthday Jesus party every year. And it took the focus off of 
the kids off of wanting and put the focus on Jesus. I've laid it all out for you on what to do, what supplies you need, just to kind of get the the ball rolling. We did it one year with some other families, and it was just... I think there were about four families. We got together. We had a couple of activities. We had a a birthday cake for Jesus, and it was so fun. Yeah, especially little kids. I mean, they love the idea of celebrating, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it is an opportunity to excuse me to really focus in on um, the purpose of Mm -hmm. Christmas and still embrace the idea of celebration. Right. It's not a dour, sour holiday. You know, it is something to be celebrated. Well, and to take some of the stress off of parents, I think we we have this idea that I've got 25, 31 days here in the month of December until Christmas, and I have to pour into these kids or I'm going to lose them forever. Right, right. When we know that December is only one month out of 12. That is only 8.3% of the year. And if Christ isn't part of our lives 365 days, what we do during those 25 days isn't going to make or break our right, children. Right, right. And I think, too, it's important to think about um, in terms of kids, young kids especially, if you make a mistake— If you have a day that ends up being kind of gift heavy, maybe through a school Mm -hmm. program or a neighborhood thing, it's Mm -hmm. okay. It's we don't have to be like take away those gifts right now. You can't have gifts. You know you're Mm -hmm. you're not going to understand what it means to be a Christian if you Mm -hmm. receive gifts across the board. How you decide to do Christmas with your family is between you and your family. We're just trying to say, don't let fear rule those decisions. exactly. Okay, the third idea to help keep Christ the center and turn your hearts and your children's hearts towards Jesus during the month of December is just to create family traditions. And I think some of the best traditions actually aren't created. They just happen, and then you keep doing them. We've had traditions in our family that certain people sit in certain places at Christmas. Mm. When we unwrap gifts, everybody is sitting in a certain Mm -hmm. spot. It sounds so silly, but a few years into that tradition, Mm -hmm. and it still lives. I mean, the kids are like, you need to sit here, and you need to sit here, because this is how we do it. It's our tradition. And no matter how big or small that tradition is, that tradition makes your family your family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of the more obvious ones are reading through the gospel Mm -hmm. um, to build up to Christmas Day. And there are lots of reading plans. Your church might have one. You could probably just Google, you know, a Christmas reading plan. Seeing traditional Christmas hymns is a great way to establish your tradition. There are numerous websites and you know, listening apps if you're not a piano player or don't have a musical mm-hmm. instrument in your home. So those are just great tips too. And I think just knowing your kids, you knowing your family, what makes them jive, what makes them happy, and then incorporating that into their tradition. I think anytime you try to force, force a tradition on your family that's not a great fit, it's typically not going to be a success. So here's one, Christmas Eve having family pajamas. For whatever reason, that would be a big fail for our family. I, I don't know why 
it's just our personality mixture that would be a fail. And I know a lot of families that is a huge deal to yeah. them. The Christmas Eve worship service at our church was a huge deal. I mean, right. I was there from noon until mid- after the midnight service. I mean, oh, wow. we would come and go, get something to eat and come home or come back to church. But like we had, it was just an all out thing. And I love that. I miss it. Mm -hmm. So a few years ago, um, there is a local university that has a Christmas service, Mm -hmm. um, beautiful, I mean, just beautiful choir, um, you know, singing. It's just gorgeous. It's a candlelight service. I love everything about it. Mm -hmm. I gathered all my people and I was like, this is my gift that I want you guys to give me. (laughs) So I forced (laughs) this gift. Can I just tell you, it was the longest two hours of our lives. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, my people were not ready for that sort of their hard, you know, wooden pews. I mean, it was, it was very full. It was, yeah, people were packed in and it's not a kind of music that they really grew up with. Right. So they couldn't really appreciate it. It was a train wreck. Mm-hmm. And so since then I have said, okay, my gift to myself is I'll go by myself or I'll take mm-hmm. a friend right. and that's okay. But that was a great example of just a backfire of epic proportions. Right. And so we have to look to see what works for our family and not take on the pressure. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it's pressure we put on ourselves. For sure. That it's supposed to look a certain way. Yeah. Those expectations, comparisons. I mean, golly, if there is not a time, like you said, Pinterest and other things to look at for inspiration, Christmas is it. And it is easy to fall into that trap of, Look what they are doing. Look how they're decorating. Look what they're wearing. Look what they're baking. All the things. Mm-hmm. But this leads us perfectly into number four. Okay. Because you, in knowing your family, you can help your family be successful during the December, you know, Christmas season by planning ahead. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm asked frequently is what to do with kiddos who are unable to be successful in maybe large crowds, or they struggle with sensory in noisy situations, or you have a a child who um, has autism and the whole gift opening process is very, very challenging for them. Talk about these situations before you get to them. So for example, before we went and opened gifts, whether it was for Christmas or even for birthday, I would always do a role play with my kids of what are you going to do or say if you receive a gift? So we just start with the basic thank you for the gift. Then we would take it to the next level and say, What would you do if you receive a gift that you don't like or you already have? Because there's been times where we've gone to Christmas or birthdays and they've gotten two or three of the exact same item. And so we role play and I taught my kids to find something they liked about it. It could be the color, the size, um, uh, anything, just find one thing, and then we would role play and practice with yeah. that. And even beyond that, just being able to say thank you for thinking of me. Absolutely. I mean, so even if the gift they can't come up with the thing, right? Just to be grateful that somebody took the time and spent money right. on something for you is just precious. But that's not going to happen unless we talk about that prior, right? And so prepare your child for success by having those conversations. Yeah, and I would say the same thing 
goes in line for us as the parents thinking through like routines and and things like mm-hmm. nap time, meal times. Some kids have very structured schedules and for you and I, one day out of the year that's a little off with timing and stuff, mm-hmm. we have a later bedtime. It's not that big a deal. But for some kids, uh, that routine is everything. And so know your kids, you know, and and go ahead and tell family members too, hey, you know, we know it's going to be a little bit of a disruption, but we're just going to put little Timmy down in, mm-hmm. you know, in this room for a few hours, whatever you have to do. Right. And I would say there's both sides to that. Be flexible and realize that one day is not going to completely destroy a child's schedule. Right. But also know what your child needs and make sure you are helping them be successful. Don't stay out opening gifts until let's say 11 o'clock at night when your child's bedtime is at seven and be surprised when the child has a meltdown. Mm -hmm. And I think especially when they're younger, go ahead and be proactive and pack the snacks or foods that you know your child will Mm -hmm. eat. Even if you do try to get them to try something new, you don't want them to go hungry because they won't eat anything that's being provided. And with that said, don't expect the child to do things that you haven't trained them at home to do. If you don't make them try food at home, don't suddenly start making them try food at Christmas because you know that's your mom's expectation. Yeah. And I had to learn the hard way um, when we would do a lot of gatherings, especially at Christmas, um, and involved sweets. Mm-hmm. Right, it's not like people were inviting us over for meatloaf and, <laughs> and apples, um, and so I would try to provide like a little snack tray or a whole meal before we went, um, just so that their little tummies had a little bit something good in them mm-hmm. before. We, because we all we do love sweet treats, so we're all we're all down yeah. for that. Yeah, um, but just trying to think through how can I help my child, um, because a child that's full of cookies alone. Mm-hmm. Mm, not always a great outcome. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So Heidi, we have talked about some great tips for how to help your kids prepare their hearts for Christmas, help mm-hmm. us prepare their hearts for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about some specific things, ideas and activities they can do. Mm-hmm. We've talked about just having those conversations and doing the groundwork in advance of family gatherings, holidays, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. We've talked about being choosy with your traditions. Again, know your people well. Right. Choose the things that are meaningful to your family and that have the most impact. Mm-hmm. And then just planning ahead, being thoughtful right. about what your kids need. Is there anything else that you would add to that list? The one thing that I want to add is that we need to remember the difference between could and should. I could do a lot of meaningful activities with my family. I could do a lot of activities that could maybe become traditions. I could spend a lot of time researching and all of that is good. But what I want to encourage mamas is to think about what should I do? Not what could I do? What should I do? Because should looks at what is best for each person in my family. Should looks at how am I as a mom going to be in the best mindset for the busyness of the season. Should looks about how can I help every child be successful. 
should take the stress off of Christmas. Yeah, and I would just end by saying, um, you know, holiness and holy means something that's set apart for God. And Mm -hmm. it's, um, I would even say, almost anything can be holy when we have a right heart and a right mind for the Lord. And so all of these things that we've talked about, if you are taking the time as the mom to get right in your day and spend time with the Lord and have a prayerful attitude about um, celebrating Christmas, Mm -hmm. all of these things are holy because you're doing them out of a love for your family, which is an expression of God's love for you. Mm -hmm. And in that, I think the happiness follows. Absolutely. I want to give every listener permission to say no to the majority of ideas that come in front of their face, even the majority of ideas we've shared here. If you try to do every idea uh, in this podcast on the ABC Jesus Loves Me website, if you try to do every idea on Pinterest, you will celebrate Christmas every day of the year because there's that many ideas. And I want to give you permission to say no. And pick ones that maybe maybe if it's just one, pick that one that is going to help your family stay focused on the reason for this season. We want to thank you for listening to the Parenting to Impress podcast. Be sure to visit abcjesuslovesme.com and check out the show notes for more information on topics shared in this episode. Please subscribe and share with your friends. 